Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Did you start the training school? I mean, the education, formalize that before you formalize the company or which one came first? Yeah. So we formalized the company. We always had the company because we were buying properties too. So I really, all I did was file the DBA when we started to say we wanted to- How'd you get the name Odyssey? Yeah. So it's, it's a great question. My company originally was called Lifestyle Asset University is what we called it. Right. And, and I got a letter in the mail maybe about eight months after starting and from the state of Utah saying, hey, you can't use the word vod or university in your business name unless you're an accredited university. There's there's about eight states that don't allow that. There's a lot of states that do allow it, but Utah is one of those states, and that's where the company was formed. So I was like, crap, I gotta, I gotta change the name. I can't, I can't use this name. And that was the company name. So we went through this rebranding. And at the time, I I didn't want anything like this to ever happen again. And so I was playing on a whole bunch of words. And I really like the word Odyssey because it's this epic journey that has the ups and downs, right? Any investing right. journey has ups and downs and wins and losses. And, and that's what an Odyssey is, is this epic journey, right? And so I threw the V in front of it because of vacation homes. Okay. That's where Vodacy came about. And then we obviously, you know, trademarked that. And it was it was just a made up name based on, and that's kind of the origin of it. And why we had to change the name and rebrand was because the name I chose, I couldn't use in the state of Utah. And so you, what you did, you used it to your advantage, you know, which is what winners do. And so it's like, how can I flip this and use it to my advantage yeah. and to go through the rebranding and come out stronger, easier to understand on the other side. And so as you went forward, what was the concept, the company, not the education part, but the company part? Is Vodacy something people would invest varying amounts of money with you? You go buy the properties and you manage the properties and divide it all up like a mutual fund or like a uh, general partnership. How does it work? Yeah, no, that's uh, not what we do at Vodacy. In fact, ever, like I said before, so we all, all own our own individual portfolio. So Vodacy itself, we help individual investors understand. And we, my goal is to help them walk into the vacation rental investing game with their eyes wide open. They pay us to help them with some education, some coaching, some support along the way to help them figure out the right properties, figure out how to set them up management-wise, but they own their entire portfolio. They pay us a consulting fee for the education on the front end, and we have no ownership or anything with their properties. And so- And Eric, the ongoing thing, there's no residual type thing for you other than the initial- Exactly. Year yeah. or something like that. Yeah, no, they, we give them lifetime access. They get access to our- community, our mastermind community, and then all the education. And we, I mean, we're on version four of the education. It's a, it's an ever-changing game, especially in a game that's, that's had this rapid growth. It's, you know, there's a lot of different tools and things. So what they do is they pay us initial fee that comes in is their initiation. And then they've got access to everything. I'm a, I hire coaches. Like I'm a, I said, I'm a big believer in coaches. I hire a lot of coaches to help me because I'm done real estate. I've never coached people, right? So I hire coaches to help me become a better coach and a better mentor. A lot of them say, you're crazy. You got to you know, charge them yearly or have this recurring thing. And that's an argument that we have all the time is saying, I, I believe this is a process, not an event. And I want to be part of that journey with people. And we have a lot of fun with it. And so they pay us an initial fee. 
and they're part of our family for the long term. And when you say the collective portfolio, you know how many properties all of the people that have worked with you, you stay current on how many properties they're you know, yeah, they, they stay in touch with y'all. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, we have a super, a super engaged mastermind group called the Empire Club. And we have a master property list. So everybody puts their properties on the master property list. And we, we support each other, we market each other's properties kind of cross promote all those different things. And so that's how we, we stay engaged in and on top of, yeah, the collective portfolio of Odyssey. And so the average member of Odyssey probably has a portfolio of somewhere between three to six homes. And the fun thing about the vacation rental side of it is you don't have to have these major portfolios to make a big difference in your lifestyle and financial goals, right? Like we have, I don't have hundreds of members making seven figures, but we've got a couple handfuls of members making over a million dollars a year. And the largest portfolio that makes a million dollars a year or more in passive income is eight properties. And so they're really high producing portfolios. And so you don't have to have these major portfolios, but we got, we've got hundreds and hundreds of members making over six figures a year, which is awesome. And so you show people how to invest in these properties. It is an alluring idea of having properties that you own, your own package of luxury properties. And if you want to go on a vacation to those locations in Hawaii or whatever, you got a property sitting right there. If you want your anyone in your family, and then when you're not using it, it's going to be earning income for you. Now, when you talk about the money they're making, can they make this over and above the carry, the, the loans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I'm talking about the money people make, I always talk about the net. And it's uncommon, right? A lot of people talk about the gross, the gross numbers, which is, and that's after you, you have to maximize these assets, just like anything else. I always tell people, we always hear, even like I just mentioned, we got people making a million dollars a year, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. We got hundreds of people making six figures a year. It doesn't happen the first property you buy, right? And it doesn't happen, especially with any asset and short-term rentals specifically, they're going to start off as a slow burn, right? You might, right. I look at properties all the time that I'm pro forma. And when I'm looking at my five-year pro forma, my first year or two, I might be making a three to 4% cash on cash return. It's going to be, it's not making me rich in the first little while. It's after you start to maximize in that three to five year period. And you get the appreciation, you know, should you decide to turn them over and, you know, you have all those things going for you. In fact, one thing that comes to mind is uh, I was talking to uh, Ron Diamond yesterday who runs, he's got a company that runs a hundred, it's even hard for me to say this, a hundred family offices. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. From 250 million to like 30 billion. something, and, But he said, you know, to make money in the public, the stock market, it's almost a loser. You can make, he said, you can make money in the private world, but to make money, if you're thinking about your portfolio and you want to do something, but he said, if you want to do something beyond just an index fund, you know, a no load index fund yeah. and just let it roll and you don't want to get involved in a hedge fund or something like that. You know, this is an attractive alternative that also can have some side benefits for you, add uh, value to your life in terms of vacation options for yourself. Yeah. And what and get, I like about it, get a it good too, return too. You know, get a good return. Too. You get a good return, and and there's pros and cons to any investment you do. There's pros yeah. and cons to every single asset class. 
you know, short-term rentals I love just because the, the things that we talked about, there's that personal use. There's some really, we figured out how to maximize them and operate toward the top of the markets, which at the top of the markets, there's some nice income potential, right? So we've kind of figured that game out that works for us. But what I love about real estate in general is it helps the average American, right? Average people can buy, especially single family type of properties. Right. And to your point, it helps them stay ahead of all the inflation that's going on out there. It helps them stay ahead of a lot of different things when they don't necessarily, and it kind of take, you know, with, with leverage and everything else, as long as you're smart about it and you're not over leveraging things and you're, you're able to put yourself in a position to normal Americans, it's an asset class that they have access to, right? There's a lot of really good investments, like the public stock market, like you said, Everybody has access to it. It's really dang hard to make money. You're barely going to stay ahead of you, ahead of the game with that. Most people. a lot of the wealthy people also have access to a lot of private investments and things like that. And there's money to be made there for sure. But average Americans, a lot of them don't have access to that. And I I love like just single family real estate for a lot of average Americans have access to be able to start to chip away and start to build that lifestyle and financial freedom, I feel like in single family types of properties. And, and single family properties get talked down by a lot of people. You know, it's like, oh, go into multifamily, go into commercial, go into a lot of this other things, all great assets. They all have their benefits, but they're not accessible to a lot of people at many times. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million-dollar earners, register now at WhiteLOnWinning.com you'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. You know, the thing is, it's great for people to know it's an option. If it's something that's, uh, that sounds interesting to you, it's an option. And it's an option, yeah. You have to be willing to get educated and stay up with it. And like anything, you're going to have to do that if you want to invest in the stock market, you know? And so, or if you don't want to get involved in everything, get an index fund. You know, that's what exactly. I've got billionaires. I've got billionaires liquidating everything they have and putting in an index fund. You know, it's just, that's good enough, you know? Because it's, it's just passive. They don't have to think about it. It's very predictable as well. It's fairly, I mean, everything is there, right? Yeah. And so- I'm not giving advice on here. I'm just saying yeah. these are options. They're options, yeah. Because if we're talking to people on here about Million Dollar Mastermind, hopefully you're going to get yourself organized where you're going to be productive and you start generating some income and it's you're going to want to do something with it. I mean, it's not going to yes. bury it in the backyard. Exactly. when you do things with it, it can turn into something exciting. Yeah. You don't have to buy a bunch of row houses in the low, you know, the poorest part of town or employee housing for a factory or something like that. Yes. You can buy vacation properties, you know, and pretty exciting. Now, when you talked about coaches, you hired coaches because you didn't know how to coach. Yeah. Poor, poor Sean. He didn't know how to coach. Yeah. I wonder if you learned anything from these coaches of substance. I just, I wonder what they would teach you. 
I take great pride from being the dumbest guy in the room, if, yeah. if that makes any sense. I like to surround myself with a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me. And I try to do that always on a regular basis. I love like these conversations, being able to talk with guys like you on a regular basis. It's, it's put us in a position because you can always learn something. I talk to people all the time and there's times where I'll hire a coach and and I feel like I might know 90% of what they're doing, but yeah. that 10% that I don't know makes a huge difference for me taking those next steps. And anybody that is the hires coaches, that's a big believer of that. Most of the time, I think that's a fairly universal truth amongst most people that hire a lot of coaches is everything they teach you is not going to be groundbreaking and brand new information that you've never heard. Sometimes it's a great reminder on things, but there might be five or 10% of what they tell you that, that you can go implement. And like you mentioned, you love action steps. When somebody's right. listening to this, take we can usually take action on one or two things, right? I always right. say at the end of every one of my podcasts, my lessons to my people, I always say, I always leave them with one challenge. And that's to pick one thing, not uh, 10 things, one thing that they can do every day to build the life they don't want to take a vacation from. Yeah, And so when I hire coaches, I'm looking for the one thing, right? I'm okay, not looking now, for a hundred things. Let's do that statement again. Finish that statement. To build the life you don't want to take a vacation from. Yeah. Not everybody thinks in those terms. That's a good phrase for people to put in their mind. Yeah, I love that. And I, I heard that a long time ago. I saw it on a coffee mug, actually. I stole it. And I, I that's kind of my my phrase that I say every day to, to everybody that I talk to. Yeah, say it again. I always tell people, pick one thing you can do today to start building the life you don't want to take a vacation from. Well said. That is fantastic. You grew up, I guess your athletics probably was a dominant thing to kind of prep you and prepare the mindset that you've had to have and work off of to face challenges. The thing is, you've got to face challenges. Yeah. The initial thing, you might get emotionally blow up. There's a better at some point you got to like, okay. We got to get back to work. You yeah. Know, throw her in gear. Let's get yeah. going. Yeah. And uh, even if it's one mile an hour, you know, I always tell people that say, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, like our salesman, I've run out of all my prospects. I have no more prospects. <laughs> yeah. I always tell them, you're lying. Yeah. There's one more. Yep. There's always one more. There's always one more. It's like, I don't know anything to do. I said, you're lying. You can yeah. think of one more step. And the thing about taking one more step, one more step forward changes your perspective on everything. You know what I'm saying? You're never left where you don't know one thing you could do. Now, what you did, you went to your parents, yeah. but it's all it took, you know, that and you parlayed it into a big turnaround. And so there's always some kind of way or you went and you found that change. When you take one more step or you do one more thing, what it creates is momentum. And that's all you're really looking for. You're looking for that momentum that you continue to build on. You're not going to solve all your problems on that first step ever. Not going to happen, right? We've but learned, you create that momentum. that play in sports, but also watching sports on TV. You know, yeah. I'll never forget University of Kentucky in basketball was up over Duke by 33, you know, in a college game. They're yeah. just short games, like 20 yep. minute halves or something, yep. you know. And they were up by 33 points at halftime in the national championship game. It was just like over. It's over. Yeah. And then in the second half, Duke came roaring out of there. Yeah. It was like they lost their momentum, lost their momentum. And the same team that was up 33 points in 20 minutes, they just couldn't stop them. Yeah. And that's where Leitner did that turnaround jump shot from. 
and they won it. It's just like, never feel like you've got that much momentum. You can't, you know, it's like, you'll hear people will say in these moments of uh, hubris, it's like, there's nothing we could do to stop it. Now, we're, you know, we got so much momentum out. There's nothing we could do to stop it. Just screw this thing up. Never. <laughs> never. Never say it. And you never take the foot off the gas. When you have the momentum, ride it because it's going to slow. Somebody else is going to gain momentum. And that's why I love sports, right? That's why I love, I think sports is such a great learning for everybody, whether what whatever level you you played at. I was fortunate enough to play all the way through college. At every level, the bar gets raised, right? But you also, you realize that sports is such a great metaphor for life, business, right. everything else. That's why I love watching it because you just, you can see it just happen before your eyes, the things that really happen in life where you can lose momentum as fast as you can gain it by taking a couple steps forward. You can start gaining that momentum. But you also, if you take the foot off the gas and you start to sit and you do nothing, you will lose that momentum, right? There's no, there's really no sitting still in life or business or anything else. And that's why, you know, if you, people will look at successful people and say, why do you keep pushing? You know, when did you think that you had it made? And you invariably, they'll look at you like, have it made. I don't have it made. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I never had it made. Yeah. So that's the difference in thinking that people on the way up think you reach a certain point and then, you know, you're never going to have to work as hard. But that's not how it goes. But no. Because one of the reasons is once you have success and you get good at things and yeah. you, it, it's fun to win. Yes. You never lose that thing about, you know, I was not much of an athlete in high school, but I learned the same lesson that all of the uh, college All-Americans learned. And that is winning is better than losing. Yeah, absolutely. Old, you know, yeah, that's all I need to know about winning. And the other the other flip side of that, my favorite book is winning by Tim Grover. Winning is hard too. winning is not just rainbows and, and sunshine and, and gold buckets at the end of the road. It's it, winning is tough. And that's what I think winners, you know, winning is way better than losing. But you yeah. also realize what it takes to win. It's not always fun to talk about and easy. You got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get dirty and you got to have that grit and determination and momentum definitely helps. And so that's why you, you try to just keep moving forward every single day. Absolutely. Well, I always give my guests a chance to say the final word. You've been fantastic. If you wonder how well this went, let me tell you now, fantastic. And uh, I say that because I enjoyed it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, li likewise, Larry, I, I very much enjoyed it. And I, this, is, this has been a great conversation. And so uh, hopefully we're helping some of those new up and coming stars that will go out and do things that will just blow anything we could have thought was a great accomplishment, oh. totally blow it out of the water, because that's what the future is all about, future greatness. So I always let my guests give the final word. And what would you like is to send people off with as kind of the wrapper for uh, this conversation? Yeah, I think that maybe just, you know, think about everybody's time is so valuable. I always appreciate it when, you know, I can spend time with awesome people like you and have these conversations, those people that are listening. We appreciate you spending it with us. And we hope you did have some takeaways, right? And the biggest takeaway that I would say is, and really what we were just talking about before is momentum is like a flywheel, right? And a lot of times when you're sitting there thinking, okay, I don't have anything to do. There always is something to do. It, like you said, it might just be going out and taking that walk for the day and thinking about things. And then that turns into something else and it turns into something else. And all of a sudden that flywheel starts spinning and it starts to spin pretty fast, pretty quick. But sometimes it's hard to get started. And yeah. so if you're in in that hard to get started mode, 
then just take that one thing that you can do, right? And, and like I said, pick that one thing that you can do today. Start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Think of what you want life to look like and go start taking steps toward it. You're not going to solve all the problems in one day. You know, a lot of people, we always overestimate, I think, what can happen in 30 days, but we underestimate what we can do in a year. And just by being able to take those steps every single day. And so, you know, I'd probably just leave with that, Larry, is just to say, build that momentum, start taking that momentum because you can lose it as fast. If You're not going to sit still. There's no sitting still in life. You're either going backwards or you're going forward. Right. And so make the choice to go forward. And it's okay to bitch along the way. It's okay to complain along the way. It's okay to have bad days, right? Nobody's immune to that. And that doesn't mean that you have to stop, right? Just don't let it, you know, you got to move past it and understand that's just part of the game. Yeah. Fantastic. What a great wrap up. I've had a ball. I've got a chance to wear my hat. And so uh, this will be memorable. Thanks so much. Thank you, Larry. Great rest of the week and uh, look forward to Catch it up with you again down the road and hear about how that that thousand properties go to uh, ten thousand. I can't wait! Can't wait to tell you the story. All right, thanks so much. Say hello to the twins and your wife for me. We'll do it. Appreciate it, my man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.